Red State Talk Radio. Talk radio the way the founding fathers, fathers would have done it. From Studio A in Greenwich, Connecticut, Carl Higby. Hey, welcome back, folks. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, this is the Carl Higby Show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Carl Higby. If you miss this live, you can get the rest of it on the podcast. Just go to carlhigby.com. If you want to be a part of the show, we've had a couple emails from you folks. Actually, I should say we've had dozens of emails from you folks, and I appreciate it. Most of them are trolls, but that's fine because we use them for cannon fodder. Show at carlhigby.com. You can get it there. Uh, look, I want to thank all the listeners out there. We've had literally thousands. We had our best day yesterday. We had uh, over 10,000 listens, and I really appreciate everybody tuning in. So I want to get right into this stuff today. Avenatti is SOL. I mean, this guy is completely out of luck. A federal bankruptcy judge issued a restraining order against him uh, yesterday to block the firm of Avenatti, the lawyer for, obviously, Stormy Daniels, where he got the name Creepy Porn Lawyer, um from spending any fees it collects while it owes more than $10 million. $10 million in unpaid debts and back taxes. So you guys thought he was a turd before? He's a huge turd now. This guy owes people. So so this guy owes people over $10 million. That's including the IRS. So he owes the United States of America, I think it's $440,000 in back taxes. So creepy porn lawyer is up a creek without a paddle right now. Stormy Daniels, though, good, good, thank God. She has collected over $582,000 to date. Um, no word on yet if, the, if that has actually been paid to Avenatti, but nevertheless, she's got it. She's also back to work. She's charging an arm and a leg at all these strip clubs, so she's doing very well. If, Trump, you know, if anybody ever says that Trump didn't do anything for, for hardworking, uh, hardworking Americans, look, Stormy Daniels back to work. She's making a mint. Um, also, the firm... Michael Avenatti's firm missed a $2 million payment. He personally guaranteed this payment uh, to Jason Frank, a lawyer who used to work there. As a result, Frank won this 10, you know, there, there was a big dispute between the, uh, the firm when he worked there. Frank won a $10 million judgment against Avenatti, who has a, a partner named Egan as well. I feel so bad for Egan getting dragged into all this stuff. Um, this stuff, <laughs> this guy's life just keeps getting worse and worse, and he keeps losing, and you liberals just don't get it. Donald Trump has beaten this guy into the ground, and what I love is someone wrote that, uh, I forget where I saw it, I was bruising through the internet today, and someone said that Stormy Daniels, oh, it was a Vox article, Stormy Daniels is, uh, Trump has met his match, and I thought that was absolutely hilarious because... This is the news cycle. Stormy Daniels and creepy porn Laura lost to Trump. But anyway, more importantly, Kristen Bell. Everybody knows Kristen Bell. I, I know her. I used to have a huge crush on her years and years ago. She's pissed at Snow White, the movie, the Disney movie, because allegedly the prince kisses her without permission. Not allegedly. He does. But So she says you can't kiss somebody who's sleeping. You can't kiss somebody without permission. I mean, really? Are you kidding me? This is what we're coming to. You're being critical of a Disney movie. I can't wait till they get onto the Dr. Seuss books. I was talking to someone the other day, and I told you guys about it too. The Dr. Seuss books are so politically incorrect; it's fantastic. I was reading one to my my son the other day, and I was like, "You can't even say stuff like this anymore." I mean, it, it was you know stereotyping based on nationality. It was to me, 
It was something that used to be fine. But apparently he can't do that anymore. So Kristen Bell's on a kick and she says, well, Snow White's, you know, it's, it's sexist and it's, it must be banned. And I might, you know, I, 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 it'll never be shown in my house again. Great. Thanks. Appreciate your contribution, Kristen Bell. There's the door. Have a nice day. This show brought to you by U.S. Wellness Meats. Trust me, folks, as a fitness guru, former Navy SEAL, I understand the importance of nutrition. Farm to table. Know your food. Know the farmer. Their farms to your tables. They'll ship it to you for free in U.S. and Canada and Puerto Rico. Oh, we're going to talk about Puerto Rico a little bit later. For free. All natural, sustainably raised food from small businesses, family farms. It's 100% grass-fed and grass-finished uh, beef, bison, uh, lamb, dairy, wild-caught seafood. That's obviously not grass-fed, but it's wild-caught. Uh, pasture-raised pork and free-range chicken. Okay? This is the best stuff. Great for gifts. Christmas is just around the corner, folks. Sugar-free, gluten-free, keto, paleo, etc. These guys are the real deal. They serve professional sp uh, sports teams, college teams, world-class athletes. They served us when we were SEALs. They actually did that on the house. So if you want to thank them for supporting veterans, you can go and buy this stuff at uswellnessmeats.com. Their animals eat right, so you can too. Order online, uswellnessmeats.com. That's uswellnessmeats.com for a limited time. Type in promo code FREEDOM. These guys love America. Promo code FREEDOM says you 15%. They'll ship it to you for free. Okay, so look, there's a huge debate now going on about health care. That's going to be the issue that dominates the midterms. And we have to, you know, Republicans are on their back is against the wall and we have to fight hard. And Repub look, Republicans, no doubt, have screwed the pooch on health care. They've not only lost the PR battle on it. That was their first problem. They lost the PR battle on it. But they also have lost the legislative battle on it. Okay, and we're going to get into deductibles versus premiums, et cetera, et cetera. But look, the cost of insurance and the cost of actual health care are very different things. They're totally different. And what, 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 what people don't understand is, yes, Obamacare did, did things for the cost of health insurance. It did almost nothing to address health care, which is what Trump is actually trying to roll out. We're going to talk about that, too, later with the cost of drugs, okay? Keep in mind, this is how bad Republicans fumbled the football in this. I mean, they royally screwed this one up, okay? They passed a repeal for Obamacare, full repeal for Obamacare under Obama 60 times. 60 times they passed this. They tried to pass this repeal. They knew it was political posturing. They knew damn well that Barack Obama was just going to veto it, and that was going to be that. They had six years to have a bill ready for Trump to sign. They had six years years and they couldn't figure out look i would if i owned a private company with these and employed these guys i would fire every single one of them day one they are all idiots i don't care I, i'm you know some of them are good people i'm sure but i'm gonna go with all idiots on this one on this issue they are just they, they have completely dropped the ball and it is to the detriment of the united states of america and the people especially the people who scratch enough coin together to pay for their insurance payments and for those who can't, look, you had the opportunity here, Republicans, and you dropped it. And the Democrats, they, they are shameless in their talking points. They will literally say anything. Oh, you know, they had Nancy, or, uh, they had Paul Ryan pushing uh, Granny off a, a, a cliff. That was their cartoon. That was that was my cartoon. So, or their cartoon. I'm, I'm, I'm just so pissed off at this here. Uh, at Republicans, look, Democrats are idiots when it comes to health care. We all know that. They, Nancy Pelosi's soundbite, we got to pass the bill before you know what's in it. I mean, this is they lied about everything. They blew it. They completely blew it. But here is the deal. 
you have right now an increase, a massive increase in premiums because of Obamacare. Fact, period, full stop, end of sentence, do not pass go. We repealed the individual mandate. Now, the individual mandate is what was supposed to make it cheaper for the everyone else. What it did was it made it more expensive for everyone else. Republicans got to get got to fix this. I mean, Trump has been trying. He ran on repealing it. And look, the Democratic talking point is, is always going to be, well, everyone's going to die. They're not going to die. Well, let's say they're not going to die any more now than they will under a Republican health care plan. They're just not. Just, that's not the way it works. So the other thing Republicans need to do, and they need to start selling this now for the midterms, and I think it might even be too late for this, is deductibles versus premiums. Okay? Yes. There are some people out there that got insurance that didn't have it before. I think 20 million new people got it. First off, Obamacare only applies to like 8% of the country. Everybody else either gets it through employers, school, parents, you name it. So it's only like eight or ten percent of the country actually applies to Obamacare. So when you see these things, like we, we we've you know there's there's 150 million people insured. Yes, there are, but they're not under Obamacare. Most people are insured through their employer. So healthcare existed before this too. I know this is a shock to most people, but healthcare did exist before um, Obamacare. So look, we need, and this is what Republicans need to get on the train for. I get a little sidetracked there. Healthcare deductibles versus premiums okay most of the people that went on obamacare didn't have we weren't concerned with this because they went on medicaid and that's a government handout okay that's not that's not obamacare they literally overburdened medicaid medicaid works okay for the 40 million people that are on it but if you stack another 40 million on it it's going to fail it'll break and it's unsustainable and it's too expensive we're going to talk about the deficit a little bit later too that's out of control so we have to understand folks look if you're the average person out there and you buy health care, okay, let's say you're forced to buy health care, and this is what President Trump repealed is the individual mandate. If you're forced to buy health care and you were previously not buying it, and I know people that didn't want to buy it. So let's say you have you pay ten thousand or a thousand dollars a month deduct or a premium, which is low. That's real low. So twelve thousand a year. Okay. Let's say your deductible is ten grand. So at the end of the year, if all you needed was a, a flu shot, and that cost you, let's say the doctor visit and everything cost you $500, or it would have cost $500 out of pocket, you're paying that $500 out of pocket, okay? So you, let's say you spend you know, $9,999 on health care in that fiscal year. You've now paid $12,000 a year for the health insurance, You've paid $9,999 out of your pocket. So you're, you're at almost $22,000 that you weren't paying before, and the government hasn't covered a thing. They haven't covered anything. That's the problem with Obamacare. They had insanely high deductibles. It's ridiculous. So Republicans need to get on this, and they need to fix it right now. They need to fix it immediately, and they need to start talking about it, and they start screaming about it, and start using the same tactics. Shout these Democrats down. Say, tell them. Healthcare was there before Obamacare, and guess what? It was cheaper. 
Okay, so look, the next thing I want to talk about is Louis Farrakhan. Everybody knows this. This guy's a nut. This guy is a nut job. He's a known anti-Semite. He's racist. He has, you know, he has ties to some of the most radical people in the world. Yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, he compared Jews to termites. He said, I'm not anti-Semite. I'm anti-termite. I, I, and, and that's allowed? Twitter won't kick him off. This is the guy who also said, God damn America. Not God bless America. So obviously, I don't really like this guy to begin with. So, But Bill Clinton stood shoulder to shoulder with him at Aretha Franklin's funeral the other day. Or a couple months ago. Weeks ago. I don't remember. He posts crazy stuff on Twitter. Twitter has not banned him. But gay conservatives like Milo Yiannopoulos, they get banned. Alex Jones. Look, I'm not a fan of Alex Jones, but he gets banned. And he doesn't spew nearly the hate of Louis Farrakhan. And you liberals out there who are standing by, any not even liberals, anybody who stands by, you are sanctioning this behavior with silence. People don't want to hear it. It's not a lead story on any other. This guy, I mean, remember the last person that was a heavy anti-Semite that wanted to extinguish people like termites? It was Hitler. Just saying. You know, I am this this race war between left and right is killing me. It's driving me absolutely insane. The left has called us Nazis. They've called Republicans Nazis. They've called us racist and bigots and homophobes. And they're like, well, we need to have a bipartisan solution. Why the hell would I want to get on board and have a bipartisan solution with somebody who all you do is insult me? That's all they do is insult. They have no policies to run on. We've talked about this. And then they, they run these campaigns of hatred and vitriol. And sometimes it works. But you do not understand Flyover America. Don Lemon was on yesterday, and he was smashing on Trump supporters at rallies, calling us every name under the book. CNN has explicitly said that they think Trump supporters are stupid. They have a, a choir of commentators that go on and, and, and will sing that Trump supporters are dumb, redneck, uneducated. We're not. You don't understand Flyover America. That's why you lost. Period. So this is something that has drove me nuts. I, you know, I want to give you a quick update on this. Uh, the uh, Washington Post journalist has been chopped up in Saudi Arabia. This is something to me. You know, people are still screaming about it. People are saying, well, we have to do something. What are we going to do? What are we, we going to march in there with, with tanks and take over Saudi No. We did that in Iraq. Didn't work. We went in for the right reasons, with the right intentions, and it didn't work. Saudi Arabia would be a significantly different fight on a much larger scale. You can't do that. And we don't want to do that. And I keep saying to people, I and I wish it wasn't this way, but our national interests outweigh the single life of a journalist that's not even an American citizen. Yes, he was here on a green card. And yes, he went back to Saudi Arabia because he needed a marriage or a certificate to get married. So they lured him in there. This guy was critical of... The, um, the the crown prince, and they killed him for it. And now they're pushing a narrative that it may have been, who knows what it was. It was a, it was a, a high-ranking intelligence officer. And Saudi is, is actually scrambling a little bit here because everybody's pulling out of their summit, their business summit. And it's hurting. I mean, it also hurt our markets too. It were ve- people in America are very wor- worried for oil. I told my wife today, I said, go ahead and lock in oil prices for the next year. Is I believe this winter, when we burn the most oil to heat our house, it's going to be higher. 
because this thing's not this is not settling down in the next month this is going to be an ongoing tension on the market so you know this is we expect this kind of behavior from north korea or iran or, or anything like that and this was you know on the national review wrote a, a great article on this that, that america gives that kingdom a ton of slack on how they handle their internal dissent look they don't have religious freedom the women just started being able to drive we look the other way on 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 the flogging on their justice system that punishes women you, in saudi arabia if you're a woman you can be punished for being raped Okay, where where are the feminists on this one? Feminists, why don't you go over to Saudi Arabia and protest? See how that works out for you. You know, you have you have crimes ranging from murder to adultery to verbal dissent, apparently, and witchcraft. You still crucify people. I mean, that that's kind of a sore subject for Christians. And we kind of just look the other way because we understand the strategic importance of the relationship with Saudi Arabia. What I'm saying here is forces off the table. This must be dealt with by reason. We're not going to sanction them because the sanctions are going to turn around and crap out our oil prices. And they know that. We know that. There's not, it's not even worth posturing with them because we're going to get back and end up in the same place. I would argue that we, you know, we, can't, we, we can't even be critical from a state level on the way they govern because it's their nation, not ours. We can encourage them, we can ask them, we can request them. There's there's really no good solution to this. So th- th- there's not much we can do about it. We can get all, all mad and angry, but it's not going to accomplish anything. You know, throw emotion out. Folks, if we, if we go down this rabbit hole, it's going to cost us here on our oil prices. Doesn't matter how much we drill. We need it now. And it's you know supply domestically will not catch up in time for the surge. So, look, folks, this is something that that we have to be very, very in tune about, and we have to understand that there's not much we can do about this. So, anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will um, we'll talk about some more of this stuff. I'm going to talk about Facebook. So, we'll see you in a minute. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 800-942-3078. 800-942-3078. Again, that's 800-942-3078. Due to an upturn in the economy, Main Street Business Loans has pre-approved the release of millions of dollars in small business funding. Your business may already be pre-approved to receive up to $250,000. We've sent out millions of pre-approval letters. 
We see the economy growing, and our underwriters believe now is the time to invest in your business so you can grow faster and make more money. And we're prepared to give you up to $250,000 to do it. Your funds can be available in five days. There are no application fees, no annual fees, just quick access to up to $250,000. If your business did not receive your approval letter to get up to $250,000, call Main Street Business Loans Approval Desk now. 800-509-2163 Red State Talk Radio The Conservative Talk Monster Hey folks, welcome back to the show. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, we've got this glitch with our ads. It comes, it comes from a third party, so um, you know I apologize that it, it cut off for two minutes, but whatever. Um, look, so here's the deal. We, we, we were talking a little bit about um, Facebook before, and Silicon Valley has just you, hypocrisy run amok. This Google or this Facebook guy who left the other day, he did a... Um, a segment with Tucker Carlson last night, and I was watching it. And I said, you know, this is this is a, this is this is a guy who put his money where his mouth is, and he tried to fix the solution. And he was like, "Look, I have good things to say about the executives there, and I think they are trying at some level to do this, but the problem is you can't have a conversation with them about anything." Is what he said. He said, "You cannot have a conversation with these executives because every time you open your mouth, that in any dissent, it's like Saudi Arabia. Only they don't chop your head off. They just." don't want to hear an opposing opinion. So he says it's a monoculture. Then they're trying to balance what they're trying to do is they're trying to balance offensive speech with free speech, with freedom of expression. Look, the First Amendment does not give you the right to not be offended. If you're offended by something, grow up. I just saw a tweet. I uh, was on the Dr. Drew show and I saw somebody tweet and was like, oh, my God, I, can you, I can't imagine you have you have this guy on. I'm unsubscribed. Fine, go unsubscribe. Who cares? He's got like five million subscribers. Bye-bye. Sorry your virgin ears are too too young and, and precious to, to hear me talk about how, how I support the president. Get out of here. You're, go- get, you're fired. So at Facebook, they're more concerned with people not being offended than they are with the freedoms. And, and look, here's the thing is Facebook's done this to itself. They've, been, they've grown so big and so fast, and they've classified themselves as a media platform. So by suppressing speech, by suppressing, uh, even though they're a private company, and Zuckerberg holds, I believe, 60%, by suppressing that, they're actually perpetuating the, the narrative of fake news because they, they're censoring things that they don't like. And who is the moral ju- This is the danger of it. Who is the moral judge? Who is the person that waves their wand and says, you don't get to say that because it's offensive? If you're fat, I can't call you fat because it's politically incorrect. So believe me, I'm going to do it anyway. But 80% of America, and in this recent poll, there was a great article on it, does not care for PC culture because they don't have time. Like nowadays, you ha- and I was talking to a friend of mine about this, you have to walk in, you have to say, hi, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Blah, blah, blah. Hey, I don't want to, I don't mean to be insulting, but I just have some constructive feedback for you. I would like to, you know, propose an idea about this. What do you think? You, you know, your idea is great, but no, that's why we're, why we are where we are. 
this is something like if you have an idea for something be like hey look i think i have a better idea for this and let them say if, the, if your idea sucks be like yeah your idea sucks conversation over doesn't take you 20 minutes I read a lot of these op-eds nowadays, and they're full of, they're trying to hit a hard topic, especially on race or religion or immigration. They're trying to hit these hard topics, and it's, you know, these things are 750 to 1,000 words, so you have two-thirds of it, which is just fluff, and padding the uh, padding the insult or the, the reality that you're about to make. It's not even an insult. This is where we are today. This is where we are, where a reality can be a, a direct insult. I, I, I don't get it. So... Uh, there's a bunch of funds going after Zuckerberg. Now, they don't have enough combined interest to really move the needle on this one. But they want him to resign. They want him to, or, or as at least as the board chair. They want a new board chair, an independent board chair, because they've taken a hit. I mean, their stock is down, it's like $80. I mean, he does seem like a very odd person. He's not a very social person. Did you see him um, at the congressional hearing when he testified, sitting on the edge of his chair? Said, How can you be that bad at sitting? So the um, there is an image problem at Facebook. There totally is. And people know it's biased. Look, I advertise on Facebook. I know, I, and I've been censored. I've literally been censored because they don't, they think the content is not relevant. That was, that, that was the email I got. This is not relevant content. And it was, a, it was a news article with a link to my podcast, and they wouldn't let me advertise it. Because it wasn't, they thought, the moral authority of Facebook thought it wasn't relevant. This podcast has been censored on that platform as because they said, well, I'm not a credited news source. Okay. I mean, at this point, neither is CNN, but neither are any of them really, you know, just on the foreign meddling alone, you need to fix this stuff. You know, how, how hard it is to get verified. Now they've, they've, they've implemented additional steps. They sure have. When I wanted, so when I wanted to start doing political advertising for some of my clients, because I run political campaigns, I had to go through this entire long process where I entered all this stuff. I sent them a picture of my driver's license, an address. Then they have to mail you a piece of snail mail, which you wait for, and then you punch in a code that comes in the mail. So they've taken steps to make sure that there's going to be less foreign meddling. But look, you know, there's also this rumor that Zuckerberg wants to run for president. Not sure, man. Whatever. Um, I, could you? I mean, can you imagine just judging off of the congressional hearing and watch, listening him talk like a robot? Could you imagine him and Trump in a in a debate ring? Trump would eviscerate that guy. Zucker would be. Uh, 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 he wouldn't be able to take it. He's a snarky little fellow too, and. This comes on the back of, like, more attacks from the left. I mean, the left is just going at it. Any chance they get, they try to attack. And so this new, the recent one was this Treasury official. So this Treasury woman who works at the U.S. Treasury, she's leaking. She was caught red-handed leaking financial information on Manafort and a few other people. So you have a U.S. government official who is supposed to defend and protect this type of stuff. I mean, you're sworn in as the office to make sure that this kind of stuff does not get out, and you're the one giving it to reporters. And she, oh, So here's the best. She claims that it was like Manafort, Gates, and a few others. She claims that she's a whistleblower. No, lady, the FBI already has this information. This is part of their case because they don't have any case on collusion. Not even one in 1,024th of it. They don't have any 
thing on collusion. So they're just going after him with tax stuff. So um, they already have it. So by you giving it to a reporter, that's not whistleblower. The, the, the definition of whistleblowing is uncovering malfeasance within the agency that can't be brought to a superior. You, did, you didn't even try to bring it to a superior. You just want to take personal information that you are by law supposed to protect and give it to a reporter to support your agenda. Because you're part of the resistance. Yeah. I have purple hair. I don't know if she had purple hair or not. Um, you know, we have a, a Soros operative. So this Soros operative was arrested. Um, he grabbed a female GOP campaign staffer and he was like jerking her around by her arm. Tried to bust in, wanted to talk to a candidate. Forget, uh, I forget which state it was for, but I mean, this is the kind of stuff. These people are becoming unglued. Nevada. It was the Nevada GOP candidate's campaign manager. Little girl. I'm, I'm looking at the picture. She's small. This guy grabbed her by the arm and was swinging her around. Texas. I mean, the... <laughs> There's a video. If you if you haven't seen this this video, so there's this this guy walks up to a cruise supporter and says, "I'm going to take that cruise sign down." The guy was like, "That's my property. You can't a you can't come on my property. And B you're not allowed to take down my political signs." So, the guy said, "I don't care." He walks across the street and um takes his neighbor's sign. He goes, "That's also private property." And he's a gun owner. He goes, "Oh, if you shoot me, that would be great." Why would that be great, dude? You're still shot. It doesn't matter what the consequences are for the... This is what I don't understand from people. You know, I've, I've literally gotten into arguments with liberals, and they're like, oh, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? Shoot me? I'm like, well, if you aggress me and I have no other choice and nowhere to retreat, then yes. They're like, well, then you'd go to jail. Like, probably not. But also, at the same point, you're still shot. It doesn't matter what happens to me. I don't, you know why I don't get in people's faces? Because A, I don't like fighting unless I absolutely have to. But B, I don't want the opportunity to get shot or hurt because it's dumb. And at the end of the day, after a fight, you're not going to solve anything. Fighting is a last resort and the left is running headfirst into it. So he says, if you shoot me, that'd be great. You're trespassing in Texas, dude. Like the number one rule. Okay. The number one rule in life in the United States is do not trespass in Texas. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of people out there that agree with me on this. It just seems like a really bad idea. Okay. Um, then he starts acting really creepy. So this guy's following him with the camera. And then the guy runs off the sign and he starts screaming, I hate Ted Cruz. And he's like freaking out, like really twerky, tweaky stuff, like drug-induced tweaky stuff. And he walks over down the street to this... It's like a little coffee shop or something where people are sitting out in front and he picks up someone's drink and just starts drinking it and then walks away. And he starts running up to the guy and getting in his face. And it was just really weird. So another one, Minnesota. So this nut job who claims to be a um, total anarchist, okay, he's in uh, Minnesota and he's tearing up GOP signs. And the woman pulls over and is like, you can't tear those up. Those are political signs in an authorized area. You're not allowed to. He's like, I can do whatever I want. I'm an anarchist. So she she gets out of her car and says, like, you can't do that. Now, this is her fault. Like, what do you, like, if you get out of your car to confront somebody, just rest assured there are crazy people out there. And this guy was definitely one of those crazy people. Um, and I saw the picture of him. He definitely is a basement dweller. And 
she was like, stop doing that. You can't do that. And she's, she's correct, legally correct. But at the same point, like if this guy does something, it doesn't matter if you're correct or not. You're still getting, like, if you get hit, you're still hit. And so the guy backs her into the road, ends up punching her in the arm through her car door as she's trying to get away. And this is this is what the op, the opposition this is what the opposition is. You know Desiree Moore and she's a, a candidate in Vermont. Someone cuts up her campaign flyers and tapes all the letters together to give her, to make a death threat and mails it back to her and says socialism is here. No, it's not, dude. It's socialism is not here. I don't care how much you want it to be. I know you're in in Vermont with Bernie Sanders, the independent, who's a socialist. Socialism's not here. We are a capitalist country. We are so far from socialism. You know, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, was a significant step in the direction of socialism, but we are far from that. These people are cowards. And most of them, to be honest, I've talked about this before, the people who act the most, if I'm in a bar and you try to fight me, I will buy you a beer before I fight you. Because I just don't want to fight. It's the people who are weak and cowards that are the ones that posture the loudest because they're compensating for it. And but and here's the thing that Republicans don't understand. We're not in a we're not in a reasonable world anymore. We, we Republicans always say we need to reach across the aisle. And there's even some Democrats even say this, we need to reach across the aisle. They don't mean that. When they vote lockstep against your tax credits for the average American hardworking blue collar guy. They're not, they don't, they're not interested in working with us. They're interested in opposition to Trump. What Republicans need to understand is it's time to fight. It's time to fight with everything you've got. Use raw political power. Raw political power to steamroll these people. Because when they were in power and the pendulum was swinging that way, they steamrolled us. They ran over us with their legislative agenda and we didn't do a thing to stop. We couldn't do a thing to stop it. And then when we won the House back in 2010, we were like, yeah, let's get along. And it didn't work. It didn't work. And Obama ran, I mean, he ran over people with executive order. Trump rescinded a lot of those. This is, this is where we're at. And the, the left is so unhinged. So it's time to use raw political power to push our agenda through. It will work as it has so far. That's why Trump is 51% approval rating. It, his approval rating is far better than Barack Obama was at this same time. So we need to run over our political opponents politically. Inst institute the conservative agenda. Like Lindsey Graham, you came out of nowhere and good on you, man. Institute the political agenda of Republicans. Watch it work. Watch it take hold as it has, as we've seen with Trump. And let people make the decision on their own. The Democrats won't see power for a century if we do that. But you got to get out and vote, folks. You got to get out and vote. And if you're not out voting on, and I don't care. I'm in Connecticut. I'm in the Socialist Republic of Connecticut. I know I said we're not a socialist country. I just call it that. Um, I vote. I vote. My state went like 76% to Hillary. I still voted. You got to vote. Because even on your local elections, and down the ticket, and I don't care. I don't care if that person has waffled on conservative issues because the alternative to voting for Republicans is chaos. It, it will be chaos. So get out there. 
and vote. Down the line, all red, all Republican. I don't care if you know him or not, just vote for him. Because the alternative is utter chaos. I you know, eventually Democrats are going to figure that out. And they're going to start running as Republicans and we're going to, you know, have to navigate that then. But they're so unhinged that now their their personal attacks on Trump, it, it, Vox article. I know I keep going to Vox, but I like to read the other side because I like to know what they're, you know, it's like you read the enemy's notes so you can figure out what to do. So uh, Vox writes an article about how Trump had, tells more lies than any other president. They said, well, his promises made, promises kept is all BS. And look, sure. Has, has, has Trump embellished some things? Sure. Has he told some lies? Sure. Don't care. And most people don't care either. Most people just don't care because there's more money in the bank account. That's what it comes down to. And all, he's also taking on this PC crap where people are ramming it down our throat where there's 77 genders and all that stuff. And he says, enough is enough. It's a normal guy. Normal guy. That's what people... So, like, here's the, their first attack is, on the wall, however, it's not just that Trump hasn't persuaded Congress to appropriate the staggering amount of money to build his pointless border wall. They call it his... Po- They're not even trying to be unbiased. They're... His pointless border wall. That's what they call it. They're not even trying. So, the, I mean, it's very clear with this article. This is like one of the first lines on the, on the things that he said. Um, they're, they're openly, so they call it pointless. It's not pointless. It's a wall around the Vatican. Why don't you tell them that's pointless? A wall around people's houses. Why do they do that to keep people out? Anybody who doesn't advocate for a border wall, I want you to unlock your front door right now and leave it wide open. Anybody who walks in, just say, oh, yeah, 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 you can grab anything you want out of the fridge, because that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. So it says Obamacare, you know, Obamacare, the biggest thing they're hitting him on is well, you haven't repealed it and you campaigned. Dude, he's been there two years, okay? He's been there two years and he's accomplished quite a bit. So I'm willing to give him a little bit more time. Um it's pointless border wall. I love these people. Okay, so Obamacare, he repealed the individual mandate. You no longer are forced to buy insurance. He did that as part of the budget deal because Republicans were waffling on it, even though they passed it 60-something times under Obama. Just pass the damn bill. That's all you got to do. Pass the damn bill. Oh, your only job, pass bills. Pass bills. Make laws in the best interest of us. When you say you're going to, and then you say you're going to do something, you campaign on it, do it. Every single Republican campaigned on repealing Obamacare in 2010 and beyond, and they didn't do it. So when I say that, when, when Vox, of all people, says that, well, Trump failed on this promise. No, I disagree. I think he, I mean, he did as much as he could, and he repealed the mandate, so you no longer have to buy insurance. Great. So um, he's also doing, as a candidate, you know, Trump promised to raise taxes on the rich. He didn't promise to raise taxes on the rich. He said he would look at it. Um, he said he would change a tax code that didn't benefit the rich. Okay, so I live in Greenwich, Connecticut. It's a pretty wealthy area. Again, the state sucks, but it's a pretty wealthy area. We pay more in taxes now after this new bill because of the state and local deduction. 
You don't you don't get to deduct that anymore. Your property taxes and things like that and, and uh, income taxes. Some states like Florida, who is recruiting out of Connecticut and businesses are leaving in droves to go there, don't have income tax. So the state and local income tax, I actually pay more in taxes now due to my income bracket and location under Trump's tax code, tax cuts. I still support them. I think they were good for the country. Clearly, businesses flocked in. Business taxes are down. And what the, what Vox is getting at here, and they don't want to say this, um, they, they don't want to say this straight up, is that um, capital gains tax. So if you have a million dollars in the bank and you invest that million dollars and it becomes $1.5 million, you're not taxed on that $500,000 that you earned as income. You're taxed as capital gains, which is 15%. Um, so they're saying that, well, rich people should pay, but that's money they've already paid taxes on. If you have a million dollars in the bank, the chances are you earn $2 million and you got taxed the other 50% because that's how our tax code works. So, you, you know, the, the, again, the top 1,400 people in America... 1,400 people pay more than the bottom 50% of the entire population. They pay more than 180 million people combined. So when you tell me that the, the, the rich are not getting, are not paying their fair share, you're damn right they're not paying their fair share. They're paying way too much. They're paying way too much money. So when you tell me that this tax code didn't help people, you go talk to someone in Pennsylvania who got a $1,000, uh, you know, increase in their pay because of this because they got a bonus you tell that person that trump let him down they'll be like get out of my house you moron but this is not how they think they don't understand this stuff this is this is the liberals in a city remember i told you that trump lost popular vote by two million votes 1.5 million of those votes that he lost by in the popular vote were in manhattan that's how concentrated these liberals are so the other thing is businesses. He lowered the corporate tax rate. It was costing businesses 39% to do business here. The, 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 this is the most hypocritical crap I've ever seen. So Trump promised to break up the largest banks. He, again, he's been there two years. He's been in office for two years. You name me another president that's legislatively more accomplished than this guy. Uh, I'll be in. He also said that he promised price controls on prescription drugs. I don't know if you've seen, but he's trying to get drug companies to post their prices. Folks, I'm going to take another quick break. When I come back, we're going to talk about more of this stuff, a little bit into healthcare. We'll see you soon. Due to an upturn in the economy, Main Street Business Loans has pre-approved the release of millions of dollars in small business funding. Your business may already be pre-approved to receive up to $250,000. We've sent out millions of pre-approval letters. We see the economy growing, and our underwriters believe now is the time to invest in your business so you can grow faster and make more money. And we're prepared to give you up to $250,000 to do it. Your funds can be available in five days. There are no application fees, no annual fees, just quick access to up to $250,000. If your business did not receive your approval letter to get up to $250,000, call Main Street Business Loans Approval Desk now. 
Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 800-942-3078. 800-942-3078. Again, that's 800-942-3078. Red State Talk Radio. Talk Radio the way the founding fathers would have done it. We were talking a little bit about healthcare and how Vox is just, they won't give him credit for anything. So, uh, Trump promised to take the oil from Iraq. This is their next statement. They said, well, Trump promised to take the oil. No, Trump said he would take the oil if he had been the one in charge of the war in Iraq. He was not the one in charge because we pulled out. He did send some mild troops back there to finish the job that, you know, finish the problem that Obama created. Um, he did say we should have taken the oil. He didn't say he was going to take it. He said we should have taken it. So this is Vox is proving themselves as stupid again. Uh, Trump promised many times that he would release his tax returns and promised to put his... No, he didn't, actually. Um, he said he might. Yeah, maybe I will. I think at one time he actually said that he, he, he probably would. But I say, even if he did say... And, and look, maybe he did say it. But even if he did at this point, it drives liberals so insane that... <laughs> I, I want them to I, keep them. Don't ever show them to anybody. I know Rachel Maddow thought that she uncovered the Holy Grail, but it turned out it was not. Um, and it turned out he paid a, just a butt ton of taxes. So, look, Trump vowed to roll back climate change regulations, but said he was committed to upholding clean air and clean water goals. Okay, so here's the thing that you don't maybe you don't understand is, yes, he pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord. And everyone said, oh, my God, the world's going to overheat and our seas are going to rise 20 feet in a month. And no, that's so stupid. America is actually relatively flat on carbon production. Actually, it's it's declined in the last 18 years since 2000. So in the year 2000, the United States emitted 5.5 billion tons of carbon dioxide. Okay, In 2017, the U.S. emitted 5 billion tons. So during a 17-year period, period, our economy grew 50%, nearly 50%, and our overall carbon emissions decreased by 10%, okay? No other country can say that. Literally, no other country can say that. Obama, the U.S. administration committed to a 20—so this is what Obama did. 
He committed to a 25% absolute cut of carbon emissions by 2025. That would be crippling. You can't do it like that. In comparison, the largest polluters, China, China pollutes 4x what we do. Okay? And their, their economic output is half, less than half. Okay? So the largest polluters, like China, indicated they would start a carbon reduction thing only after 2030 because they did not want to hamper their economy. Whoa, shocker there. I mean, is this, is this, come on, Vox, get your stuff together. You got a million people over there that read, all they do is read articles all day. And you can't figure this stuff out? I can figure this stuff out by a simple Google search. You know, let, let all these other big polluters off the hook. And we committed billions of dollars to other countries to help them, quote, innovate. Okay? Here's another one. Trump promised a $1 trillion infrastructure package. And the, the article goes on to complain about how he, he said he was going to do it and he's not doing it. And I, But you just literally in, earlier in the article complained that Trump is going to spend his you know ridiculous money on a stupid border wall. So do you want him to spend money or do you not want him to spend money? You just want to spend on your thing. But here's the thing is when Barack Obama did the stimulus package, it was mostly infrastructure, $700 billion in infrastructure. Okay. Nobody complained about when Obama did it, but Hey, (laughs) double standard much. So, our infrastructure is falling apart. He, again, he's been there two years. We got to get this deficit under control before we can commit a trillion dollars to infrastructure. We got six more years, homie. Relax, okay? Vox, don't worry about it. You got six years of material coming at you that you can whine about, write fake news about, complain, and distort however you want. The, the guy, Matthew Yglesias, Y-G-L-E-S-I-A-S, you probably own cats. So... It goes to say that the larger picture, he he goes on to say this, the larger betrayal is that Trump portrayed himself as a self-financed candidate. And he did self-finance initially. He put $50 million of his own money in there. $50 million of his own money into his campaign. So, I, I don't know any recent candidate that did that. I mean, I, I know uh, Ross Perot committed a whole ton of money. But outside of that, I, I don't know of anybody that's committed personally $50 million to their their own campaign. People donated because they believed in him. They wanted him to win. I don't know. And the funny thing was, is like literally right below this article, was Stormy Daniels, Trump may have met his match. I talked about that a little bit earlier. So this is how much credibility Fox has right now. You can they're them and their cat owning reporters. So, um, and this before we go, I I got to get to this. The migrant train is continuing right now, and it's just it, it's getting perpetually more exposed as it comes up. And Trump, I love it. He's like, I'm gonna put the military on the border. If you don't stop this, I'm gonna put the military on the border and shut it down. Good. That's what people want. We're not anti-immigrant. We're anti-illegal immigrant. It's got to come through. On our terms, our way, because it's our country. Yes, you may have some horrible travesty in your own country, and I hate that. That is terrible. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you have to know who's coming into your country. You have to know. So 
Vox, keep writing, man. You're giving me nearly unlimited fodder for this thing because I can disprove just about everything you write. With fact, I know liberals hate facts. I know they hate facts so much, but we're, we're going to keep rolling with it because it's fantastic. And speaking of, of here, here's the ultimate irony. So the mayor of San Juan, remember this woman who was so screaming at Trump after the hurricane saying, well, Trump did nothing to help us. And, that, you know, he is he's a terrible president and I hate him and blah, blah, blah. So remember the, the millions of bottles of water that were left on the tarmac that she was supposed to um, have allocated to people of the city that she never did, along with tons of other officials? So allegedly, there's mass corruption in Puerto Rico. Shocker there. There was like a $5 million contract that went to somebody that's this huge donor that they, they have no product to back up why they paid them $5 million. So the FBI kicks in the front door. They ransack everything. And now they have all these documents. She's wrapped up in this pretty badly. There's Apparently, there's a lot of corruption. I haven't seen the final result, but apparently there's a whole ton of corruption down there. And this is just typical. Have you ever noticed it's like the people that, you know, like Republicans have their turds too. We had Paul Manafort. I never liked him from the beginning. And I said I was public about that. Um, but... Man, there are a ton of Democrats out there, a ton of Trump haters that are really getting in hot water. They're, you know, they thought the deep state was theirs. They thought they owned the system of government. Not anymore. Reality sets in. That's what I love about the man. DJT. He's the law and order president. He said, are you kidding me? This is enough is enough. He ran construction in the most competitive industry you could possibly imagine. He ran it. And he was very successful about it. I don't care what anybody says. So if he can survive that industry, he can survive your attacks. He did say he's getting, he feels pretty comfortable in this fight. This guy is in it for the long haul, man, and you cannot outpunch him. And it's driving people nuts. Folks, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, so we have, uh, you know, like I said, record listening, and I really appreciate it. So make sure you go to carlhigby.com um, and you can get the podcast there make sure you go to at carlhigby on twitter we appreciate everybody tuning in very much so and you, you guys are fantastic we have another book coming out I'm going to tell you all about it very soon once we get it up on pre-order but folks this is the Carl Higby Show thanks so much for tuning in